Hey everyone, welcome to the very first edition of the Bible in Life podcast. I'm super excited to be able to kick things off with you today. My name is John Whitaker. I will be your host for this show. And so let's get things started. Let's jump on in. My name is John Whitaker, and this, as I said, is the inaugural episode of the Bible and Life podcast. I am super excited to get this thing kicked off. And part of the reason I'm so excited about it is because I firmly believe in the power of the Bible to transform a person's life. I know it did it for my life. I've seen it and do it in hundreds of other people's lives. When they engage with the text of Scripture, they take it seriously. They spend time thinking about it. It has the power to change somebody's life for the better. And so I am super excited about just getting into the text of Scripture with you each week on this show. Uh, But before we do that today, why don't we get to know each other a little bit? My name is John. I have been married married for 29 years to my wife, Louise. We just celebrated our anniversary in May, so we've been together a long time. Uh, we have two kids, both of whom are uh, grown and married, and so really now we have like four kids because we've brought their spouses into the family, and they're a huge part of our lives. And, and I've got two dogs, Gage and Shiloh, and Gage and Shiloh just love to hang out uh, with their family. They love to go anywhere that uh, we're going, and And since we live in Idaho, we like to do a lot of outdoor stuff, and Gage and Shiloh like to go on hikes and on walks and on car rides in general. So that's sort of my family, and I've been teaching the Bible in various uh, capacities for 30 years. I I was a youth minister for four or five years. I uh, have taught in various churches, both here in Idaho and in other places uh, around the country, I taught for 20 years at uh, Boise Bible College and Eternity Bible College. And so Bible teaching, Bible preaching really is at the heart of who I am and what I believe in. In fact, I I like to say that I believe Bible preaching or Bible teaching should be um, blue jeans theology. And what I mean by that is that uh, when we teach the Bible or we preach the Bible, it should be theology set in the context of everyday life, that it should really be be good for us in our everyday world, our everyday life. And so that's what I want to do in this show. I want to just get into a text of Scripture each week. I want to walk down through that text and think about what it says and what it means and then how it intersects with our world, how it intersects with our life, and what are some ways we can live it out. So that's that's my plan for this show. That's what we want to do. Uh, each week on this show is just wrestle with a passage of Scripture and apply it to our life and think about how it could help us follow Jesus better and become more the people that God has created us to be. And so today, I I just want to set up this podcast, since this is the first episode with the passage that's kind of been bouncing around in my head and that I've been thinking about uh, as really kind of the the heartbeat, the soul behind this particular show, and that passage is Psalm chapter one. And just to set it up, let me let me just ask you a question: Have you ever been, say, driving uh, around town wherever you live, and all of a sudden realize, man, I, I think I'm going the wrong direction? Or uh, you've maybe been walking somewhere and realizing, oh, I I think I need to be going uh, the opposite direction. Uh, my daughter, when she was first learning how to drive, was supposed to go just a mile down the road to pick up some pizza. 
And a half an hour later, she's still not home. And we're like, where in the world did she go? Well, my daughter didn't have a great sense of direction and apparently hadn't learned her way around town before she started driving. And so this mile trip turned into a half an hour drive as she ended up miles from the house, got lost just on her way to get pizza. Well, Psalm chapter one really deals with that issue in life in total, life in general. The big question behind Psalm chapter one is, where are you heading? Where does the path you're on in life take you? Where is it leading? Um, what, what is the outcome of the road you're walking on? Where does it go? And, and is it going to the place you want to go in life? And Psalm chapter 1 uh, really has two big chunks to it. Uh, the first chunk, verses 1 through 3, focuses on the righteous person. The second chunk, verses 4 through 6, focuses on uh, the person who's not so righteous. The text refers it uh, to this person as the wicked person. Let me read the whole psalm to you because it's not real long. You can hear it. And then we'll walk back and, and just think through some of the details of Psalm chapter 1. Listen to what it says. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In whatever he does, he prospers. Not so the wicked, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. And as I said, this text really deals with that big question of where does the path you're on lead? So notice Notice how the text begins. It begins simply by saying, how blessed, how blessed. And blessed gets at the idea of being like good, like life is good. It's right. It's the way it's supposed to be. How blessed is the man or the woman who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. And you know as well as I know that we live in a noisy world. There's lots of people uh, telling you what to think or trying to give you advice or pointing you in a certain direction. Is the person you're listening to the right person? In the midst of all the noise, who are you going to listen to? And what this psalm is saying is, if you want your life to be blessed, to be rich and good and whole, and really the kind of life that God designed you for, uh, the way God created you to work, you need to make sure you're listening to the right person. And so what he says is, how blessed is the person who, who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked? or stand in the path of sinners, or sit in the seat of scoffers. Notice the progression in the text. When you look at the relationship between the lines, how blessed is the man who doesn't walk, or stand, or sit. And it almost seems like there's a bit of a progression there. This progression from going along with walking in the counsel of the wicked, taking their advice, or standing in the path of sinners. Now you've chosen that as the way of your life. That's the course you're on. This is the way I'm walking. I'm in this path. 
or sitting in the seat of scoffers, people who mock God, uh, mock his law, don't really listen to God's law. In fact, they, they actually go against it, speak against it. Now you're, you're settled in and you're sitting in their seat, their seat of wisdom, their seat of advice, their seat of approach to life. That's just kind of the way you go. You've chosen that way. And, and what this psalm says is if you don't go that way, that leads to a blessed life. In fact, he says in verse 2, here's, here's where you should get your advice from li- uh, for life from. You should get your advice for life from God. He says, but his delight, instead of listening to all the other noise and to all the other advice, to all the other counselors, to all the other people on talk radio or on uh, afternoon show, uh, TV shows, uh, instead of listening to all of those self-help books, this person listens to the law of the Lord. In fact, it says his delight is in that law. He delights in it. He desires it. She wants it. She thinks of God's word as nourishment for her soul, as advice for life. It feeds you and it nourishes you and it's the right counsel. It cuts through all the noise and tells you the way to go. You find pleasure and joy and life and goodness in God's law. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And because of that, this is what he or she does. The blessed person meditates on God's law day and night. And that that word meditate is the picture of just Uh, It's almost like murmuring, like talking the word of God under your breath, thinking about it, reflecting on it, pondering it. You're just chewing it up and you're internalizing God's word. So that's just a part of your thinking. It's a part of your being. It's a part of your soul that... um, you, you think scripture-like. The way you look at the world is through the, the lens of God and his word. And, and that's just become the entire direction of your life is shaped by the law of the Lord. You, you meditate on it. You think about it. And the question is for you and for me, do we do that? Is the law of God so important to us? Is God's instruction, God's way, God's wisdom, just the thing that's like, we're going to listen to that uh, beyond all the other noise in life. And, And the psalmist here in Psalm 1 says this, it says, when you do that, when you listen to God's word and you make it the centerpiece of your life, you will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. Remember, we're, we're reading a text that comes from uh, the, the Jewish world of, of Palestine, of Israel. It's a dry climate, an arid climate. And, and to have a, a canal, a stream of, of water where a tree could notice be planted, now that tree can flourish and it can thrive and it can grow because it, it gets the water and the nutrients it needs from this stream. And the psalmist says, your life can be like that if you choose to plant it in the word of God and be rooted in the word of God. Well, you'll be like this tree and your roots will go go down deep into the soil of God's word and you'll get the nutrients for life you need. And that image is really what's been bouncing around in my head as I've thought about this podcast, this show, is I, I want you, I want me, I want all of us to be people who, who are living these vibrant flourishing lives because we're planted 
rooted in God's Word. And that's the reason I just want to get into the text of Scripture in this show and just walk down through a passage of Scripture and help us think it through and help us wrestle with its meaning and then think through how to live it out. Because when we do that, we will be like trees, planted in a place where we can grow. We'll be planted in the Word of God. He even describes this tree here as this tree being planted by streams of water. It's fruitful. It yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf doesn't wither. I mean, it's a vibrant, flourishing, lush, beautiful tree. And remember, that's a picture of a person's life, a blessed person's life who doesn't listen to all the other noise out there, but finds his or her advice for life right from God's word. And it's that their life is rooted in that word. He says his leaf doesn't wither. In everything he does, he prospers. In everything she does, she prospers. And not in the shallow American sense of prospering, that sense of, well, you'll get rich and you'll have money. That's not what that word prosper means. It's in the full biblical sense, like your life works. Your life is flourishing. Your life is whole and healthy and good and wise. Like this vibrant, flourishing, lush tree. You are fruitful and productive. Your life works. Uh, It prospers. It flourishes. And that's the image of this psalm. The person who is rooted in God's word has this flourishing life. Well, the second half of the psalm then says, Not so the wicked. The wicked here stand in contrast to the righteous. The righteous are those who listen to God, who follow God, who do what God says, who trust God and his wisdom and his word. And the wicked are those who go their own way. They listen to the advice of the world. They get their advice from uh, other people, that uh, people who aren't rooted in God's word. And they listen to all the other noise. And their life, he says, is like chaff, which the wind drives away. Well, what's chaff? A lot of us may not know exactly what, what chaff is referring to. Chaff is the, the outer shell, the husk around the kernel of grain. And since they were a, a farming society, they all knew what that was, how they would have what they referred to as a threshing sled, this, this kind of sled made out of wood with maybe lead knobbies on the bottom side of it. And they would r- run that over the 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 kernels, the grain that they had just harvested, and they would break this this chaff, this husk, off the grain. And then they would take a pitchfork and they would throw the grain up in the air, and then the breeze would blow that husk off the grain. And the, the edible hard grain, the kernel that they're going to turn into flour for bread or whatever, that would fall to the ground and the wind would blow that chaff away. And The picture here being painted of the person who doesn't listen to God's word and isn't rooted in God's word is they're like that chaff. They're just this this useless kind of husk of a person that is just, they have no root. Their life isn't planted. It's just blown here and there by whatever bit of advice they hear there, whatever idea they have here, or their life just kind of goes every which way, and they don't really have any root to their life. I live in Idaho, and we have sagebrush all over the place, and it's not uncommon for you to be driving down I-84, the freeway through town, and see tumbleweeds piled up against the 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 barrier between the sides of the interstate. And that's the picture I think of when I think of chaff, is this idea of tumbleweed, this thing that's just been uprooted, has no root, it's just dry and withered and 
just blows with the wind. And he says, the person whose life is not rooted in God's word is like that. Their life is just blown with the wind of noise that they hear here and they hear there. And so he says, the wicked aren't going to stand in the judgment. The sinners aren't going to stand in the assembly of righteous. When God sorts out uh, people and says, which life actually works and is the way it's supposed to be, it's, it's going to be the righteous and not the wicked. And then he gives the reason why at the end of the psalm, he says, for the Lord. Uh, God Most High, Yahweh, knows, pays attention to, watches over, is involved in the way, the path of the righteous. But the way of the wicked will perish. And so the big question of this psalm, as we said, is where does the path you're on lead? Does it lead to a vibrant, whole, flourishing, productive, fruitful human life that's the way you were meant to lead? live life? Or does the path you're on perish? Does it lead to brokenness and heartache and emptiness? Does it lead to being driven here and there where you have no root and you're not even sure what life is all about? Where does the path you're on lead? And so as we reflect on that psalm and and what really the significance of that psalm is for our life, I I think what it... um, what it really should force us to do is it should force us to ask, who, who am I listening to? Where am I getting my advice for life from? And what I find fascinating is this is the very first psalm. This psalm is set to lead all the other psalms. And it's, it's what's called a wisdom psalm. It's a psalm of instruction. And it's, it's written, remember, to the community of faith. It's written to the Jewish people and it heads their prayer book. The Psalms are the prayer book of the Jewish people. So this Psalm of advice and wisdom for life is actually written to people who are part of the community of faith. And that serves up really, I think, an important warning for for us who might be followers of Jesus. If you're a follower of Jesus and you're listening to this show, just because you go to church, just because you'd be part of the community of faith doesn't necessarily mean you're getting your advice for life from the Word of God. So who do you listen to for life? Where do you get your advice for life? Are you getting it from God's Word? Is your life rooted in His Word? Do you think about it, ponder it, meditate on it day and night? Have you memorized Scripture so that it's just a part of who you are and you can you can chew it up and you can reflect on it while you drive around town or while you sit in the cubicle at work that Scripture is in the back of your mind and it's just part of who you are? Do you read it in the morning? Do you think about it when you go to bed at night? Are you, in the midst of all the noise, are you getting your advice for life from God? from his word? Is your life rooted in that? If so, then your life will be fruitful, productive. The roots will go go down deep into the nourishment you need for a vibrant, flourishing, healthy soul and a vibrant, flourishing, healthy life. And if not, well, then maybe it's time to start, to start actually rooting your life in the very word of God. Because God's word is wisdom for life. And so in this, this, uh, in this podcast, in this show over the weeks ahead, uh, I just want to help you actually learn and live the Bible. I want to help you get into the Word. I want to help you think it through. I want to give you some encouragement and some, some wisdom from Scripture just for life itself. I want us to be a people who are rooted in God's Word. And so 
Uh, over the next few weeks, we'll just uh, every week release a podcast that just really engages a text like this and helps us become people that are more and more rooted in Scripture. And so if you haven't uh, had a chance already, or or since this is the very first show, what I would invite you to do is I would say, why don't you just get on there, subscribe to the show, make it a part of your week. Let's get into the Word of God together. Let's think it through together. And let's put our roots down deep into the wisdom of God so that we can be like this tree and we can have this flourishing, vibrant life that produces the kind of fruit God created us to produce. All right, that's it for today. We will see you next week on Bible and Life.